Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Uh, yeah, wow, it's been a while. Happy to be back in the studio. We were on a Carnival Vista uh, on Konings Dam and in Alaska a couple of weeks ago, but we're back for a little bit. Good to be home. Uh, Stuart here on the Cruise Guy, standing by with Cruise News. Also a review of Norwegian Jade by Teresa in just a couple of minutes. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Snapchat. We're right there at Cruise Radio. Also, Cruise Radio News on our Facebook page. Uh, love to have you part of the group and talk some cruise news with us. All right, Stuart here on the Cruise Guy is standing by. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, now, I think we should call this the refurbishment episode because a lot of cruise lines <laughs> are are doing a lot of uh, remastering and refurbishing. And uh, we'll kick things off with Norwegian uh, Norwegian Dawn. Uh, they just underwent a multi-million dollar makeover. Any significant changes on the ship? Well, they, they added a lot of restaurants. Mm-hmm. So they added the Los Lobos Cantina, uh, which is a Mexican restaurant. They added um, O'Sheehan's. Now, keep in mind that Norwegian Dawn was the first brand-new ship. This was the uh, predecessor to Breakaway. Mm -hmm. So Norwegian Dawn originally was going to be for Genting Star Cruises, and uh, the previous, you know, two previous, I mean, because they, they changed frequently there, um, two previous uh, CEOs ago, um, was able to get uh, the parent company at the time, which was Genting, to give them their, their new ship orders. And so this was the first ship to have, you know, the, the, free, you know, the freestyle experience uh, being, this is the first purpose-built ship for the new Norwegian cruise, for Norwegian Cruise Line. I, I like the fact that uh, Norwegian's past CEO has been gone for well over a year, and they're still naming the sports bar after him. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so they, they did add O'Sheehan's. Um, they're also adding, which, was, which did come out on Escape, which was the Cellars uh, by Michael Mandavi. They added the Sugarcane uh, Mojito Bar. They added the Bliss Lounge. Um, and they're going to have different dining venues, the Garden Cafe, um, so they're, they're adding a lot of the, what a lot of the lines are doing, Doug. They're taking a lot of what, what has worked well on other, on the newer ships and they're adding it to the older ships. Let's, uh, so this is part of the Norwegian edge program. Right. And Norwegian NCL claims that with these, uh, refurbishments, uh, on this ship that, uh, they, 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 they believe that, um, it really, you know, makes it better than it was new. Okay, sure. Whatever works, I guess, for them. Um, Norwegian also they detailed their private island upgrades. What they're going to be doing to uh, what do they call it? Great Stirrup K. It is yeah, Great Stirrup K, which uh, originally was Pleasure Island, which is right next to Royal Caribbean's Little Stirrup K or Coco K. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're they're taking these different experiences that have debuted by other cruise lines like Holland America. And, uh, I mean, they, they put some steroids into it. <laughs> um, you know, we had the, the beach cabanas, and now you've got, uh, you know, significantly, I mean, I mean, you've got what, you know, some hotel, I mean, better than some hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, you know, Lagoon, uh, Lagoon Retreats. Um, they're adding restaurants, uh, Landshark Bar and Grill, which is from, uh, you know, their Margaritaville thing with uh, Jimmy Buffett, uh, Abago Taco uh, stand. 
but the I think the most significant thing that they're doing is adding these bungalows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's 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 significant if uh, you know you want to spend uh, the, the money for those types of experiences. But you know, these luxury beach villas um, that uh, you know look like uh, you know better than a lot of people's living rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they're very you know extensive. That uh, you know, they have studio villas and they they feature outdoor terraces and private bathrooms. Which you know, on a private island, I mean, it's always nice to have a private bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to go down down you know the the walk to a shack and and share it. Um, living and dining areas, outdoor terraces. They've got hot tubs. Um, they've got two bedroom villas. I mean, you're not sleeping there. I don't know why you need a two bedroom villa. <laughs> But uh, they can accommodate up to ten guests. Um, you know, they've got not not one Doug, but two private bathrooms. Okay. So, so I mean, they they've got some interesting stuff that uh, they're doing, and you know, refreshments, and uh, you know, it's you know, wow, it, you know, I, I mean, you know, I think people would like to go there for two or three days. Yeah, well, I mean, the last major overhaul that Island had was back in two thousand and twelve. So it'll be good to see some new new things there. Uh, also, Royal Caribbean. Dumping some money to the tune of sixty-one million dollars into Adventure of the Seas. What are we going to see on this ship? Well, another another monstrous upgrade. Um, she's going to get, you know, the dual racing water slides. So this is going to be, I believe, the third ship in the fleet uh, to get water slides. Um, you know, they're they're also adding the Flow Rider, which uh, you know became uh, you know first debuted on the uh, Freedom of the Seas in two thousand six. They're adding a children's water park. So these are a lot of the features uh, not only found on the Freedom-class ships, but also the Oasis-class ships. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be adding new entertainment venues and dining. So they're going to have Izumi for Japanese, uh, Chops for Steak, uh, Boleros, uh, which is their Latin lounge. Um, they're going to add, uh, <laughs> here's the other part of it, of course, they're going to add 100 new staterooms to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're going to have a new suites lounge. Uh, for their you know suite passengers, huh? So now, uh, you know, sixty-one million dollars—that's a lot of money that uh, they're they're spending, um, you know, on on the ship. Well, now let me ask you this because you say that sixty-one million dollars is a lot, and we've seen cruise lines dump a lot of money, and like Carnival dumped one hundred and fifty-five million dollars to transform Carnival Sunshine. But is is he like what is a normal refurb run though? Is like sixty one million dollars about average, or is it a little less no, than that? No, it's, it's a little more than average. Okay. Um, I remember on. I'm trying to remember. I think uh, like NCLs put. I think it was 55 to 60 million into Pride of America, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to redo uh, that ship, and I mean a lot of it was taken back to steel. Um, so that that is a lot of money, but uh, I mean 20 to 40 million is a lot. Uh, you know, Windstar. You know, in a recent press release uh, said on uh, Star Pride, which was a ship that had. Uh, you know the the you know recent damage where you know it it, it got uh, marooned off one of the islands, uh, which was one of the seaborne ships. I mean they just did extensive refurbishment on that ship. Gotcha. I mean, they used the word extensive, mm-hmm. and uh, they spent upwards to four point five million dollars. <laughs> so, I mean that so you know it doesn't sound like a whole lot. I mean it is a smaller ship. Um, but you know when you're spending sixty, you know one million dollars, that's a lot. But you know you mentioned 155, which I believe on Carnival Sunshine, Doug, which I believe is the largest amount that any cruise line has spent 
to refurbish their ships. Um, but I believe we also have now have a number two, ah, which, which is, um, happens to be Canard Lines Queen Mary two. Right. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Well, um, I was out in Hamburg uh, for uh, on day eleven of the twenty-five day refurbishment, which they call it remastering. I mean, this is an ex- this was an extreme makeover. Um, I mean, you couldn't believe all the cranes. And, uh, I mean, the um, North Stars, you know, borrowing from Royal Caribbean, you know, these, these cherry pickers that were doing everything. But, I mean, the ship was, you know, in dry dock, completely out of the water. They were doing everything. They had cranes and containers. I mean, we saw new, you know, the new cabins uh, being lifted onto uh, what, what became Deck 13. Um, and I knew that, I mean, this just wasn't a 30 to $40 million job. I knew this was well over $100 million. Yeah. And it turns out that they spent $132 million wow. um, redoing Queen Mary 2. And we walked, uh, Todd English's restaurant is gone, and they put in the Veranda restaurant, which is you know, consistent with their, you know, the ships from the very beginning and now with Queen Elizabeth and Queen Victoria. Um, new pool decks, uh, they extended the, you know, they have the only uh, kennel on, on board, uh, any cruise ship. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, a lot of the ship was taken down to steel, new carpeting, new bedding, new cabins, new, new everything. And um, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing her uh, in New York on uh, July 6th before heading over to Europe to see uh, Region 7 Seas Explorer. But, I mean, it, this, this, was, this was really extensive. Yeah, it and sounds... Now, she... It wasn't... I, I would tell you, Doug, I mean, it wasn't my favorite ship when she came out. And I saw her, you know, about a year ago, and, and she needed the work. And all I could tell you is I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing her. Um, I mean, because it, it just, it, it, I mean, $132 million, it was extensive. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. Uh, in closing here, Port Everglades is testing a faster disembarkation and reentry program. What are we seeing down there in South Florida? Well, what they're what they're doing is they're using some of the technology that, let's say, for example, um, Miami International Airport uses to help expedite uh, air passengers. So they're going to have automated passport uh, kiosks, um, so passengers can use that, or they can use a mobile passport control app, and uh, so you can fill out all of your information, and uh, you know, and, and do it either by the app or just go to the machine. You scan your passport answer a few questions, get a receipt, and you're out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to, you'll, you will meet a customs agent on the way out the door, but, uh, I mean, it should ex- um, really uh, expedite the, uh, the flow of, of passengers and get everybody off a lot quicker to, to stop these, these excessively long lines. So this is like what we see in Vancouver, like, or at the Miami airport, right, when you land yes. there? Okay. Right. Okay. So it really should make a difference. Yeah, yeah, as long as uh, people can figure out how to operate those machines and get their <laughs> photos taken. Exactly, yeah. but uh, hey, something's better than nothing, oh. and it's definitely a, a step in the right direction. Totally, baby steps. We've been talking with Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Find him online at cruiseguy.com or follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. Dude, it's been a month. Good talking to you. You as well, Doug, and uh, you know, safe travels. This is Cruise Radio. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour. Take a beach break. 
or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling. Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. Teresa just returned from a seven-night sailing aboard Norwegian Jade out of Houston. The ship is not in Houston right now. It's over in uh, Europe right now, but we'll talk about this Houston sailing. Teresa, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Doug. How are you? Good. I can't wait to hear all about this seven-night Western Caribbean sailing on Norwegian Jade, a ship I haven't been on yet. Before we get to the ship itself, let's take a step back and uh, give us a little backstory. What made you want to sail Norwegian Jade? Well, I've been on all of the Norwegian ships except for Jade and Sky, so that was an incentive. And a friend of mine alerted me to the fact that on that particular sailing, There was no single supplement, so that was a real incentive for me to go, even though when I checked the airfare, which was 750 bucks from Columbus to Houston, Mm -hmm. I almost didn't go, but that's when you use frequent flyer miles. That's what you got to do. So uh, you flew from Columbus, Ohio, down to Houston. You got to the cruise pier. How was disembarkation down there in Houston? Because they have a fairly new cruise terminal there. It is fairly new, and actually I go on the day before just Mm -hmm. because I know things can happen and I don't need the added stress. So I flew into Hobby. As you know, Houston, you can fly into Hobby, which is closer to the port, or to Bush, which is farther away. And I actually Ubered it to the port, Hmm. which is my new favorite (laughs) transportation. So I took Uber. It was really easy. This didn't appear to be a full sailing. There were a lot of solo travelers, actually. Mm-hmm. So getting to Houston was pretty easy. It was the first time my Uber driver had been out there. And now that most of the ships are leaving Houston, it may be his last yeah. to go to the port. Yeah. Embarkation was quick and easy. Cool. How long would you say it took you to get from the curb to the ship? Well, I went there a little early because I wanted to be sure I, there was an Uber available. Mm-hmm. So I think I left the hotel around 10, uh-huh. and I was on the ship maybe by 11.30. Not bad, not bad. And that was, you know, pretty typical. I got to ask you, because you always, every time I see you on a ship or an inaugural, you're always sailing with a girlfriend, your sister, or by yourself. Does your husband not like to cruise? Somebody in the family has to work and provide okay. health insurance. <laughs> So he's a teacher, so he couldn't 
Gotcha. I did say, instead of how kids always write a note to be excused, I'm going to write him a note <laughs> to his headmaster and say, please excuse him, he's going on a cruise, and, you know, have the kids send some work for him to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so you make your way onto the Norwegian Jade. This is a ship you haven't sailed on yet, so what were your first impressions of her? Well, I'm a big fan of the Jewel class, mm-hmm. so I was pretty familiar with the layout. The Jade was... Originally sailing as the Pride of Hawaii, so the decor is Hawaiian-themed, so that's pretty interesting. So you'll see palm trees and Hawaiian murals in the Grand Pacific dining room, which was fine. I could pretend I was in Hawaii (laughs) when I was really in Texas. Nice. Now, how was the layout? Because the Norwegian ships have different types of atriums there when you walk in. How was that set up? You know, not as big as on breakaway right. class, but it was still uh, the central atrium area. It was set up pretty well. There was the ca- coffee bar and cafe there and guest services, of course, and shore excursions and all of that was there. So it was a decent sized area. Nice. Very cool. Let's go to your stateroom then. So you were by yourself. What kind of stateroom did you have and what did you think of it? I had an ocean view. And actually, when I booked, they were out of insides because I would have done that. I like it really dark in the room. But I had the ocean view. It was laid out very well. I had, well, just being by myself, it was nice. I didn't have to worry about finding a hanger (laughs) or a drawer. So I kind of spread out. It was very comfortable to be sailing solo. Yeah, it is nice. I I took my parents on a cruise back in September, and they went to the stateroom first. We boarded separately. By the time I got to the stateroom, there were no hangers, no drawer space. My mom was like, I left this shelf for you. I'm like, really? A shelf? You left it for me? We're going to be on the ship for five nights. What the heck? Exactly. Well, you get that's when you have to keep everything in your suitcase. Exactly. Pulling it out from under the bed. I've had roommates like that. It's like, okay, yeah, how was that the, one hanger? How was I know Norwegian is known for having kind of a smaller rooms on their ships. How was uh, as far as the space goes for for your storage? I know you said you were solo, and how was the bathroom space and all that? It was fine because there were two shelves and then shelves up top. You know, like I said, for one person there was plenty for me, and I didn't have to be careful about saving space for another person. They had set up the bed as the queen and I asked them to separate it because my room was a triple, so there's the bed that flops down, which I think makes it awkward. So it was easier to just have a bed shelf by the wall. Yeah, yeah, totally. I agree with that too. Now, Norwegian Cruise Line is known for freestyle dining. Eat where you want, when you want. Some require reservations. So let's talk about dining on board this ship. Uh, And we'll start at the... I always get confused what their Lido deck area is called. What do they call it? The Garden Cafe? The Garden Cafe. Oh, I remembered it. Uh, How was that? That was good. I personally am not a buffet person, but one thing that I really like about Norwegian is their pretzel sticks and pretzel bread. So I'll go up for that. And they also have really good Indian food up there in the buffet. Usually, you know, I might run to get an iced tea or something like that. But also up there is, you know, you can go from the pool, the great outdoors, one of my favorite things on jewel class ships. So you can just go sit outside and there is a covering out there so you don't always have to be in the sun. And they have like a little buffet area set up there and there's a bar back there. And it's on the after the ship, so it's just 
really nice to go sit out there. Nice. Now, did you do any specialty restaurants on the sailing? I did. I went to Le Bistro and Cagney's. Oh, okay. And how was, I love Cagney's. Now, Cagney's is now a la carte, correct? Yes. Okay. How was that? It was good. And actually for me, even when, you know, you paid the one price for Cagney's, once I tried that big steak, but I always get the five ounce. Mm -hmm. And that's plenty for me. So actually for me, price-wise, it was about the same or a little less. Mm -hmm. Norwegian has the special free at sea packages, Mm -hmm. but if you book within 30 days of sailing, all bets are off. So you can't get that or the ultimate beverage package or any of those, you know, short excursion or internet included as perks. You have to book at least 30 days in advance. Ah, gotcha. Now, how was the other restaurant you went to? Le Bistro? Mm -hmm. That's always good. That's the French restaurant. That was great. I think I'm like a beef eater. I don't eat that much of it at home, so I had the tenderloin. And the escargot was delicious. Melts in your mouth. Mm. Was there a lot of garlic on it? Not too much. And I do love garlic, too, so I'm probably not a good judge of that. (laughs) I love the escargot that's really loaded with garlic butter and to kind of soften it right up with it. You know, yes, and lots of butter. That's the only reason I eat the escargot, Mm -hmm. the garlic and the butter. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, nice. So how was the entertainment aboard Norwegian Jade? Oh, there was a large variety. Of course, there were some really good singers, a guitarist. The bigger shows included a uh, magician, which I didn't go to because I'm one of, I don't like magic. The comedian, I saw the preview, you know, the first night welcome aboard show. Sure. It gives you a little taste of everything. So the only show I really went to was Elements. And that kind of combined a little bit of magic, Cirque du Soleil type of entertainers. And that was really interesting with lots of special effects. I highly recommend that. Yeah, hey, I was going to say, that that sounds really, really cool. Uh, how long does one of those shows last? That was one of the longer ones. It was about between 50 minutes and an hour. Oh, that's not bad. Well, I'm used to like a 30-minute show, and by that time, after 30 minutes, right. you, you yeah, lose me. Yeah, most of the ones are shorter, and that one was yeah. okay. And, you know, I someone forced me to go. Like I said, I went as a solo, and one thing Norwegian does really well is every day, if you look in the Freestyle Daily, there's a meetup for solo travelers Mm -hmm. so that you you don't have to go to the show by yourself. You don't have to eat dinner by yourself. And of course, because it's freestyle, it's your choice. So that was always nice. So I met some nice people that way. Even though some of the people came to the solo meetup were not solo travelers, Mm -hmm. which... It was interesting. <laughs> That's like Especially the... when some are traveling with, you know, a huge family group. It's like, you know, if they're that bad, you wouldn't have come on the cruise in the first place. <laughs> that's, that's like so, the, the married you know, people going to the singles meetup. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And some people also got solo confused with available. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. How about like as far as did you check out any comedians at all? I saw the comedian in the preview show, and that's all I'll yeah. say. Okay. We'll uh, switch gears again here and talk about sea days, because one thing that really defines a sea day is how the ship behaves both inside and out as far as passenger flow by the pool, uh, when you're eating your meals and all of that. So how are the sea days as far as flow for you? 
I thought I was pretty good. In fact, I'm not a pool person, so, but I went out on the promenade deck on deck seven, and there was no problem finding a lounge chair to just sit out and read. That was very nice, and like I said, it was not a full ship. Right, so, so a little bit of wiggle room there, then. There was never any waiting or yeah. anything. Easy enough to find a table, even at the great outdoors. Nice, sounds good. Well, let's talk about the ports you hit. What ports did you hit on this seven-night sailing? It was the Western Caribbean. We did Cozumel, which is one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Belize, which honestly is not one of my favorite. But this <laughs> time what I did, and I guess I was always kind of harsh on people, just went into the area right by where the, well, actually there's a half hour tender to get into Belize City. So I just stayed around that little dock area. And enjoyed that for several hours and had a great time. And, now, and know what I would do the next time in, I'm in Belize. Yeah, I, I, when I went to Belize City a couple of years ago, I did cave tubing. And that was kind of fun. Oh, how was that? Yeah, it was really cool. You got to, you went into this big tube, really rocky, so you need to wear like water shoes. But you put a, a spotlight thing on your head. Or maybe you're wearing a helmet, mm-hmm. I can't remember. And you have this big inner tube, and you're going down, like, uh, you create a chain with, like, 50 different passengers. So it's this big, like, 50-passenger inner tube chain going through these caves. It's really, really cool. And it was a little, little hike away from the cruise pier, but um, from what I mm-hmm. hear, what to do in Belize City or around Belize City, like, outside of the city gates, I think that is probably mm-hmm. one of the best things to do. Yeah, I didn't have, you know, leaving the gates was not the best experience. Although in the past I went to, I enjoy Maya archaeology and mm-hmm. culture and history. So I went to Altunha, yeah. which was nice. And I had been to Lamanai, but not from a cruise ship. Yeah. But I heard that the cave tubing was a really good shore excursion. Yeah, now. Lots of fun. And then uh, you also went to Roatan. Now, where does it dock in Roatan? We docked at Coxon Hall. Okay. There are two. Carnival docks at one that's near the zip line. Well, one of the zip lines. Yeah, Mahogany Bay. Mahogany Bay, thank yeah. you. What was really special for me is I participate on Cruise Chat, mm-hmm. which is a good place to learn information about cruising. And I met a woman who owns a gallery in Roatan. Her husband's a photographer, and he has excellent. If you like somebody like Guy Harvey, you would love his photographs. They're spectacular. But she invited people from Cruise Chat to come to Roatana forever in port. So I took her up on her offer. Cool. So it was very nice. We went to West End, not to be confused with West Bay, mm-hmm. which is where Tabiana that is. And she told me where to go to a beach. I bought a $3 beer, and I got a nice quiet spot in her chair nice. right in front of Oh, I'm trying to think of what the little inlet was called. Yeah. But, you know, it was nice and cozy and comfortable. West End is really nice. I, I've taken a t- uh, taxi there before with a group of people. And just kind of, mm-hmm. there's a couple of resorts there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right on the beach. Yeah, it's a, yeah there are a few. Go ahead. No, I would say it's really, really nice area there. If you want to kind of get away from, again, get away from the city gates and have a bunch of people maybe head out to West End. That's a really cool thing to, uh, to do when you're in Roatan. It is. There's, you know, some nice little shops, and they're trying to start a little art community. Cool. And there's some restaurants there, and it's just nice and quiet. Never felt crowded. Now, you only had three ports on this sailing, so you make your way back to Houston. How was disembarkation for you there? Disembarkation was good. 
I had three o'clock flight, I believe, so I just took my time and stayed on the ship. But I knew somebody who had an earlier flight, actually 11 a.m., which that's too risky for me. Mm. I won't do that. And she said she got there in plenty of time. Yeah, I had a I had a ten ten flight out of Miami once, and I didn't even book it. The cruise line booked it, and it was a ten ten out of Miami after uh, an MSC cruise. And I was like, "Am I going to make this flight?" But I wound up getting to the uh, Miami International at like eight forty five in the morning. So I was a little nervous until I saw the airport. I was like, "Okay, yeah," but I, I, I hate Great. early flights. Early early flights are horrible. They are, Especially- and you know, sometimes I was uh, in Boston and having a ride. We did not get cleared until eleven. A.M. Well, that's the thing. So it's, you never know. You if, never know if the customs going to hold your ship up. If you have someone who maybe was a bad boy or bad girl on the ship, and the customs have to come on and take them off the ship and all that. Like exactly, you can be held up so many different ways. And then uh, exactly. if you're stuck there without travel insurance and all that stuff, you're even screwed more. So yeah, I always buy travel insurance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's a just must. in case because you you never know. Yeah, 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 totally. So. Looking back on your sailing, uh, what was the highlight of your cruise? Traveling solo was great for me, mm-hmm. and freestyle perfect for that. But I didn't feel like I had to entertain somebody else, and I could go do whatever I wanted. It was just more relaxing for me. Right. So I really like that, and I know that probably sounds really horrid. But it's like I do enjoy traveling by myself and just, <laughs> you know, looking after myself and nobody else. If that makes sense. Yeah, much better. And, you know, meeting some of the other solo passengers, that was fun. I just had a really good time. Any first-time tips you may have for people considering sailing Norwegian Jade? Well, I always recommend before you go, go read about the ship. Look at the deck layout. Another part of the ship that you shouldn't miss, there's a bridge viewing room. Mm-hmm. So after nine one one, you can't do a bridge tour anymore. But there's a room that has all plaques from all the different ports the ship has visited. And being a home remodeler, I like to see how things are built. So they had a video running from Meyer Werft about how they built the Jade. Cool. So that was really interesting. And then you can look and see what they're doing up on the bridge. Nice. I didn't realize they had those kind of uh, rooms on Norwegian ships. On the jewel class. Just jewel class? Okay. I tried... Yeah, I've tried looking for, you know, I went looking for it on Escape, mm-hmm. and it's not on the breakaway or on the breakaway class. Gotcha. Well, in closing here, your final thoughts of Norwegian Jade. Definitely sail on it. If you like it, anything Hawaiian, that's kind of cool. Go find all the Hawaiian decor throughout. And knowing that it was Pride of Hawaii, you'll understand why the decor is there. Oh, the one other thing, the ship was very clean. You know, you can't take food out from Blue Lagoon anymore. Mm-hmm. And so lots of times when you go through halls and ships, you see everybody's trays and food and stuff. This, I was very, very impressed by how clean the hallways were. And cool. if there was something I saw out, which was rare, it was gone the next time I walked by. Oh, wow. So, so uh... I was thrilled to see that. Love a tidy ship. We've been talking with Teresa from Columbus, Ohio. She just returned from a seven-night Western Caribbean sailing aboard Norwegian Jade. Teresa, thanks so much for being on the show, my dear, and look forward to seeing you and talking to you again soon. Sure will. Thanks, Doug. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? 
Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.